0: Hi friend, my name is Sharon and I am a busy mom that is more than a little obsessed with personal growth. I'm not like pumpkin spice latte obsessed. I'm like, this stuff changed my life. You need to check this out obsessed. I am so glad that you're here. If I haven't said it yet, I love January. I love how everything feels like a fresh start the calendar isn't overloaded with activities, and with snow falling outside, it feels like some good old-fashioned reflection can happen. The other thing I love about January is that it is when my husband and I do our annual money meeting. If you've been around here for a while, you know that I am obsessed with all things personal finance, so an annual money meeting is basically my version of the Olympics and a tradition that I look forward to every single year. Now, you may be wondering, Sharon, what does this money talk have to do with personal growth? I truly believe that you can't make growth on your personal growth journey if your financial life doesn't reflect those goals. Before I went part-time as a teacher, we needed to make the finances work so that that could happen. Before I took my small business full-time, we needed to make the finances work. Before you make big progress on your personal goals, you really need to make sure your personal finance goals are in alignment. Okay, I literally can't wait any longer. Let's get into this. Our annual money meeting was first inspired by Kelsey Wharton over on her blog, Rising Shining, which I will link in the show notes. Her and her husband call their financial meeting a financial summit and their practice inspired ours. My husband and I had our first annual money meeting in 2015, and we haven't missed one since. A money meeting can be whatever you want it to be. For my husband and I, it's a chance to do a deep dive into our finances to make sure that we're all on the same page and working towards our family's priorities. In our family, I do the majority of the budgeting and general finance stuff. Because of that, it's important to me that my husband knows the big picture in case there was ever a reason I couldn't continue to do the finances. My favorite part of our annual money meeting is that it's a chance to celebrate how far we've come in 365 days. A lot of times we pay something off or hit a financial milestone and just keep trucking. It's nice to actually sit down and see all that we've accomplished in just one year. Okay, so how do we make this magical money meeting happen? It takes some prep, that's for sure. The first thing we do is get a babysitter. Typically, we can talk my parents into taking the girls for three to four hours, and we go to a local library and rent a study room on a Saturday morning. That way, we're right down the road from my family, but we can have private conversations without anyone listening in or interrupting us, like at a noisy coffee shop. We usually start our meeting around 9 a.m. and wrap up by lunchtime. Whenever we can pull off a lunch date, it's an added bonus. Before our meeting, I do some legwork so that we're not spending time together crunching numbers that I could have already taken care of ahead of time. At the start of the meeting, I'm prepared with the amount of money in all of our accounts, the amount of money my businesses brought in that year, and the balances of any loans that we have. Having that information handy saves a lot of time. Before our meeting, I also ask my husband to think about anything he wants to discuss. I do this so that our conversations are productive and we walk away feeling like we worked out a lot of details. Okay, so you know me, I love a good agenda. The first money meeting we ever had, we had no agenda because we didn't know what we were doing (laughs) and we had a great conversation we decided on our family vision at that meeting, we adjusted our budget accordingly, and everything went great. The following year we tried to do the same thing and it was a disaster. So since then, we've used a rough agenda to focus our conversations and it's been immensely helpful to do just that. Like everything, this agenda is just a rough outline and we get off track more than I'd like to admit. It is nice to have a starting point though. The first item on the agenda is a celebration of our financial achievements of the year. For a few years, that was a successful maternity leave or paying off a loan. Other years, it's a trip or a big home purchase that we're celebrating. More recently, it's been a successful first full year in business. We try to celebrate and acknowledge the financial successes of the year to start the conversation off on a really positive note. Next, we do what I lovingly call... A status of the accounts. It sounds very official, but basically I just run through our credit cards, savings accounts, loans, and let my husband know where we stand on each of the accounts. Generally, this is where we start to get into conversations about things we want to pay off early, future projects we want to do, etc. This is a nice segue into reviewing our family vision. As mentioned in last week's episode, episode 27, we revisit our family vision every year to make sure that our finances are in line with our family priorities. In 2021, my husband and I began to have serious conversations about purchasing a second home. So that conversation will probably come up again when we're discussing our family vision this year. The next step after we discuss the big picture in our annual money meeting is to review our monthly budget. As I mentioned in episode 13 about budgeting, my husband is a teacher and I am a small business owner. Because of that, we have to be on top of our monthly budget to make sure nothing is overlooked. My husband gets paid 10 months out of the year, so in January, I really need to make sure that we're set up for success we need to make sure that we can pay our mortgage over the summer. So after we review our monthly expenses, this is usually where we start to create some action steps. An example of an action step might be making a list of utility companies that we need to call to review our rates or change our withholdings with HR. We draft a list of changes here and start to make decisions about our summer budget so we can adjust spending accordingly in the spring to be set up for success. Finally, our last agenda item is to evaluate and change any goals that no longer seem to fit with our family vision. Some years this is anticlimactic, other years this is the bulk of our conversation. In discussing the strategy of buying a second home, I have a Really good feeling that we'll be making some big changes to our financial goals. Yeek! All right, it's about that time, Mama. Let's make a plan. Do you have five minutes? Right now, decide if a money meeting feels right for you. Maybe it's by yourself. Maybe it's with someone you live with. If you decide that it is, mark a date on the calendar when you would like to accomplish that meeting and write down a quick agenda of topics you'd like to cover. Even if your first few meetings don't follow an agenda, you'll still walk away feeling accomplished and productive, I promise. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or YouTube so you don't miss next week's episode where we are going to shift gears a little bit and talk about how to set yourself up for success with monthly planning. If you want to connect between episodes, be sure to give me a follow over on Instagram at Sharon Legere Coaching. I would love to support you on your personal growth journey. I'm sure you've done this already, but if you haven't, be sure to subscribe to my email list in the show notes to get weekly personal growth delivered right to your inbox. I know you're busy doing all the things, so I promise that each newsletter will include a meaningful action step that will take you two minutes or less to implement. Thank you so much for being here, Mama. Get back to doing your thing, rocking your world, and remember, keep growing. Little eyes are watching.